Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us and God is in our truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Illinois, you guys, wherever else they may be offering it, uh, 
congratulations in advance to whoever wins. Uh, um, I had I had a guy on here, uh, you know my first uh, first launch of the show, Richard Lustig, and you're probably not familiar with him. Richard Lustig is a seven-time uh, Grand Lottery champion. I mean, he's won uh, the Grand Lottery uh, several times, seven seven times, and he wrote a book on how to win the lottery, and he has those process. Matter of factly. Uh, I don't have his link up. I'll see if I can get his link up just in case, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm not promoting. I guess I am promoting. But I should do that. But anyway, somebody's going to be $500 million richer tonight. Uh, no, maybe that's going to stimulate the economy a little bit. <laughs> maybe that will help to help Obama not fall off the fiscal cliff that they're, they're predicting is there. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Just excuse me. I know I started off the show on a little on on the jovial side, but um, that you know that is uh, that's just the way it is. Somebody, the reality is somebody's gonna be richer tonight. Uh, maybe an individual, maybe a group of people, but somebody is going to be richer tonight. And I hope it's a friend of mine. <laughs> Lord have mercy on me. Lord have mercy on me. Lord have mercy on me. Anyway, um, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about faith or foolishness. We're going to be asking the question: um, What ministers do wrong? Well, we're well, not ministers in particular, but uh, uh, people of faith, spiritual leaders, uh, uh, when they when they just do dumb, crazy things, um, and the people blindly follow it. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of that going on right now today. And I, I, you know, I just felt it wanted to, uh, I, I should address it. I'm, I'm writing a book. I'm writing two books, as a matter of fact, in the process of writing two books. The first one is uh, Preaching Fallacies. The Preaching Fallacies is more for uh, those who are in preaching ministry and it's addressing, um, and a lot of people don't don't realize preaching is an argument. It, it's it's you make your proposition, uh, you you make those arguments, you present your arguments, you present a counter argument, and you come back with a, a, another argument support. You know you know basic basic logical uh, uh, exposition. Um, and most people don't realize that. And my my uh, I was talking to uh, one of my friends, and we were talking we were discussing that. But um, basically, basically, it's addressing some of the fallacies, uh, the bad arguments that are being presented in today's preaching, um, and and it's leading to uh, uh, a lot of people who are a lot of Christians who are still on milk. They have not matured, and and the reason they have not matured is because of the preaching. And so that is going to address that. And the next book I'm writing uh, started on is um, deal with the uh, non-religious. The growth of non-religious people, particularly in the African American community, um, uh, those who, uh, you know, we we used to think that the black church, I mean, black folk were fully spiritual, you know, all all righteous, and you know, everybody. If you're black, you had to grow up in church. But there's a growing dissension in that. There, uh, there's a growing number of black atheists, uh, agnostic people who are confronting uh traditional religion and you know so how do we minister to those folk who are in that in that place you know so we'll be talking about that i uh i think the working title is uh revision or new vision new vision or revision how do we address that how do we minister to the growing number of non-religious people in the black church so those are my plugs for my two books. Y'all pray for me. I get those done. But uh, we're going to be talking about that. And it's a lot of things that have gone on. I'm uh, going to lead off with uh, Jamie Foxx, uh, Soul Train comments. And we're going to go into uh, um, Angus T. Jones, who's a character on Two and a Half Men. You know, he's the he's the boy who's now grown up. And he made some comments about his show. We're going to talk about that. And then uh, we're going to talk about a Bible study uh, leader who – Manipulated one of his members to commit murder, and, and of course, we, that, that you know, that's just a very sad story. But those are some things we're gonna get into uh, in the show, and we it's a lot to cram into about an hour, but we're gonna do what we can. But I, I wanted to start this segment off uh, 
I, I, I just learned some very sad news. I learned of the passing of one of the greatest motivators of our of this uh, the 20th and 21st century, definitely. Uh, Mr. Zig Ziglar passed away today. And um, Zig Ziglar, uh, the man who understood sales, understood motivation, understood uh, all of those things, and, and, and could articulate it in a way that everybody could understand. I, I, I tell you, I cannot tell you how much that person, uh, Zig Ziglar, influenced me, uh, both in my professional career as a minister, and and I was in sales and all of those things, but also in my personal life, you know, teaching on self esteem. I I I had countless number. I I don't have many, don't know how many tapes, cassette tapes I bought from him in the '90s when I was in college. Uh, I did get a chance to go to one of his seminars in Little Rock, and I tell you, I was I was blown out the water. And he he presented, and then one of his uh, underlings came and presented. You know, one of his uh, associates came and presented. But both of the, the 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 range of knowledge and preparation, and and I tell you, it was just amazing. So, uh, Zig Ziller will be greatly missed. Uh, there is a whole uh, uh, like when um uh, what is his name, Ron. When he passed away, he was another uh, wonderful motivator and uh, businessman. Those guys, were, they're going to be greatly missed. Uh, the only one that I can think of who's really left, or two rather, uh, one on the spiritual side, Miles Monroe, Dr. Miles Monroe, uh, who is not only a wonderful dynamic pastor and teacher in the Bahamas, but he's also a wonderful motivational speaker and uh, businessman as well as um, uh, coach. Um, and, you know he's write, he's written a lot of books on leadership and things of that nature. So Miles Monroe, Brian Tracy, those field, those guys in that field, uh, the motivational energy industry, uh, and um, Zig Ziglar, uh, you know his soul be resting in peace and pray for his family, pray for the, uh, his employees, all, you know, pray the whole gamut of, of them. But anyway, so. Um, Let's get on to our show today. All right, so on Sunday, the BET Awards, uh, BET Soul Training Awards, hosted by, excuse me, I had to take a squack of water there, uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Now, I ain't got cable, so I didn't really watch it. I I, I used to watch the BET Awards um, back in the day when they were halfway good. <laughs> uh, no, excuse me. It was, it was you know, I, I think about BET, and I think about, where it was when Robert Johnson founded it and where it is now and the disjoint before between those two. There's a great disjoint between those two. Uh, it's a totally different network. And even though they're trying to retrieve uh, and reprieve personalities they had back in the day, and, you know, it won't get – it can't go back to the days of Donnie Simpson and video. So, you know, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. Can't get back to that day. Can't get back to those days, they, even though they have uh, – they have some other stuff that's, that, but you know, can't get back to the day of the, the rap shows. You know, yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm old. I, I forget, forget some things. But anyway, so BET has the is now uh, the network that uh, carries the Soul Train Awards, and you pretty much always has. And Jamie Foxx has been a, you know, he's been on the show numerous times, and. He's uh, had some wonderful performances on the show. You got to give him that. He has, uh, when I think he's hosted once or twice, and you know brought a lot of comedic era uh, elements to the show. But on Sunday's show, something was disturbing, and you know I got the I got it secondhand. So when I was hearing people talk, uh, you know, I woke up on Facebook Friday Sunday Monday morning. And I'm I'm reading some of these posts about Jamie Foxx and you know the the thread about Jamie Foxx and I'm like okay what's going on and and I go and, he, and it said Jamie Foxx calls Obama uh, President Obama Lord and Savior so I I couldn't believe it you know I'm like okay you know he's a jokester so maybe maybe he was saying a joke so I you know found the clip and I'm gonna play the clip for you and uh, this is Jamie Foxx on Sunday night's uh, BT Soul Trains Award. Oh. 
Jake from Two and a Half Men means nothing. He is non-existent character. He's Oh, that's the wrong clip. Wrong clip. That's the Angus Jones clip. Let's try this one more time. First of all, give an honor to God and our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Y'all stand up right now. You got All right, so that was Jamie Foxx uh, and his role on, or whatever his capacity was on Sunday during the BT Soul Train Awards. And look, listen to what he said. I'm going to play it one more time, one more time, because just in case some folk may have missed it, listen to it again. First of all, give an honor to God and our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama. Obama. All right, now, I'm going to say what a lot of people have been saying, and y'all might not like me after this, I don't care, but that was blasphemy. Yes, it was blasphemy, and I know a lot of people are rising to this defense of Jamie Foxx saying that he's a comedian and it shouldn't be taken that way. Uh, Yes, it should. Because he begins by saying this, first giving honor to God. And, you know, everybody's like, yeah, all right. He's, you know, he's showing his faith. He's giving honor to God. And then he says, and our Lord and Savior. So the automatic assumption when you say Lord and Savior, you're going to say Jesus Christ. But no, he says Barack Obama. That's not ignorance. That's not stupidity. That is a willful decision to put a man in the place of the Savior. And for all you folk who, you know, are going to jump on the bandwagon defending him, you need to, you you actually really, really, really need to, to pay attention because when you listen to the excitement of the crowd, just the mention of Barack Obama. Now, I, now, please don't mistake it. I'm not, I'm not speaking against the president. I'm speaking against the comments that this man made. And I still love Jamie Foxx. I, I admire his creativity as an artist, as a comedian, and his acting. But you stepped outside of your role and your, I guess you can say, your character. When you place Barack Obama in the place of 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 Jesus Christ, now what it, what that's called is vicar, you know, it, vicar. And, and for example, the Pope is the vicar of Christ, and and vicar that means in place of. And, uh, and some, you know, if you understand Roman Catholicism, that means that the Pope, uh, the current sitting Pope, is the uh, in place of Christ. He's sitting in the place of Christ, just as Peter set in the place of Christ after the resurrection. And, you know, Peter considered the first bishop of Rome, and that is the Pope's title, the bishop of Rome. And, and, Lord and Savior. Lord means and if you're going to say individual uh, has rule and authority over you, then you are not subject, you're not a subject in the kingdom of God. You, you cannot say give honor to God and then say someone else has Lord uh, has authority and rulership over you. You can't say that. That's like me saying uh well, that's like saying, well, there's a lot, a lot of ways I could go there, but I'm not going to go there. You can't, that's, you just can't do it. Then when you say Savior, Savior implies redemption. So what has Barack Obama redeemed you from? What has Barack Obama uh, saved you from? Because if you, if you, basically, I mean, 
the condition of most people has not improved since he's been in office. So he's certainly not a savior in that sense. Uh, he certainly has not improved the image of black men. Matter of fact, he has done some things to improve the image of black men. But black men, we are – matter of fact, we are more subject to <laughs> this, this kind of discrimination and racism. Uh, discrimination now more than before, uh, partially because of him. Uh, and he has, and Barack Obama has slyly distanced himself from from being black. You know what we consider black, and uh, this show is largely catered to uh, a black audience. And for uh, Jamie Foxx, I mean, as much as I admire him, uh, that that was foolishness. That was foolishness, and. Uh, for those who are defending him and saying, well, he said it as a joke. No, he didn't say it as a joke because there was no laughter. He invited people to join with him in celebrating his statement. Uh, you know, you hear when he says Barack Obama, of course, there's going to be applause just because of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we should celebrate our president. We should celebrate anybody who is in leadership over us and is doing good. And Barack Obama is doing what he can, and I, I, I say this all the time. I pray for him. I pray for his family. I pray for his cabinet leadership. And uh, I, I don't pray for his conversion. I, I don't pray for that. I pray for his leadership, that, that he will seek God for the, for the people. And I pray also for those who are uh, following him, and, you know, his congressional delegations, uh, both Democrat uh uh, his legislative body, both Democratic and Republicans, you know, the Bible structs that we ought to pray for them. Uh, I do that. But this was just foolishness. And to invite the people to celebrate in such is not only is it ungodly, but it's uh, it, it's uh, deafening. It's deafening, you know, definitely, because you're, you're, you're inviting people to – you're inviting people to uh, – how can I put it? You're basically inviting people to become a part of the Antichrist. Now, Obama is not the Antichrist, but he is an Antichrist. George Bush was an Antichrist. Anything that goes against Christ uh, in the place of Christ is Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist. Okay, And mind you, I'm not saying he is the Antichrist. You know, no, 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 no. But uh, like I said, George Bush, uh, they operated in the spirit of Antichrist. And there are pastors who operate. There are Christians who operate in the spirit of Antichrist against Christ. Liberals and evangelical, you know, conservative evangelicals, liberal Christians – most of the, you know, a lot of them operate, you know, against Christ, trying to promote things that they think Christ will promote, and we, you know, most most times we just get it wrong. But so, call in, tell me what you think about that. Um, I, I think it was out of order. I, I got a friend, uh, uh, one of my Facebook page, uh, Apostolic Bishop Adrian Williams. She's the uh, pastor of United Nations International Ministry. She's been on the show before, and uh, she wrote this on her Facebook page. And it, this was regarding, uh, and I know she won't be, mind me posting. So, Pastor Williams, I know you're listening. Uh, I know if you're not listening, you're going to catch the broadcast, <laughs> our God's broadcast. But this is what she said. And, I, and when I read this on her page, uh, this is what I, 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 I you know, I couldn't agree with her more, but but uh, she she said she was doing Bible study last night, and this is what she said. She said uh, some people are not able to effectively effectively discern between spirit and flesh. Everything that does not sit well with us is not necessarily non agreement with our spirit. Some things are words, truth cutting away the flesh, and of course that would not feel good. But let us be there are those among us with faulty discernment who are unable to discern good from evil. Or what spirit? What is spirit and what is flesh? There's a distinct difference, and now is the time for us to know. And unfortunately, I bet you, I guarantee, there were a lot of folk who went to church or go to church who was in that audience in that theater during those awards. And uh, and thinking about it, Cedric and Tanner, Tanner, uh, you know, he's a, he's on this show, Soul Man, that's on um. Uh, TV land, and it's a good show. You should watch it. And it's about a preacher, uh, soul singer turned preacher, pastor, whatever it may be. Uh, but think about the predicament. You have these church folks who are one, 
and, and again, I am some, I'm making the assumption that these are church folks. So uh, please go with me to follow in. This is not this is not designated fact, but this is inferred. And uh, that these church folk were there, and they're celebrating, you know. And they, you can assume that it did not register to them that he just compared, or not, not even compared, uh, Barack Obama to Christ. He and he placed Barack Obama in the place of Christ. That's that's dangerous. That's dangerous ground. And unfortunately, so many people, so many people were not as disgusted about that. And, and it leads me to this one point. I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna take a break. Uh, you know, for people who are defending him, don't use the comedian as an excuse. Yeah, he's a comedian. That was no. It, that that's that doesn't fly. And for pastors, you have to now. You really have to. Be on your duty. Be on your job, your job, uh, because things like this shouldn't be. At. Now I don't know whether he goes. I don't know whether Jamie Foxx goes to church or not. I know he has made spiritual statements. I know he has expressed a faith in God. I, I know all of that, and you know that's that's wonderful. But you know, if he were at a Bible believing church. By Bible believing, Bible preaching, and I'm not just talking about you know word of faith and things like that. I'm talking about those that actually teach uh, exegetically and expositorily the word of God. You wouldn't have this kind of thing. And so, pastors, it's time to get on your job. Uh, take a quick break. When we come back from this break, we are going to uh, talk a little bit more about that, talk about a couple other things. And, uh, man, I tell you. I'm almost running out of time already. So <laughs> let's get on with the get on, and we'll be back right after this. Suits today aren't like suits from yesterday. Part of it is the cut of today's suit. Short jacket, narrow lapel, moderate fit. But part of it is the cut of the man himself. Because today... It's not so much the brand of suit that defines the man, as it is the brand of man who wears it. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. With the Name Your Price tool, you tell us what you want to pay, and we give you a range of coverages to choose from. Who is she? That's Flowbot. She's this new robot we're trying out, mostly for, like, small stuff. Wow. Look at her go. She's pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, Flowbot. Great job. Oops. Uh-oh. Flowbot is broken. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. Call or click today. My friends, this is the season of giving. And if you're looking to give, you know, there are plenty of places that you can give to. There's plenty of opportunities to give. But one place I think you should consider giving to, and that's Goshen International. Goshen International is uh, it's a mission program based out of South Africa. It's, it's a mission-oriented program, and they 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 also they provide long-term and short-time missions. Uh, they provide education for kids in South Africa, and um, they provide learning centers, enrichment activities, and an abstinence program for the kids of South Africa. It's headed by my good friend, excuse me, Nicole Boone. Uh, she's the daughter of uh, Bishop Wellington Boone. You may be familiar with him, uh, and she has this program that is uh, one is in need of your support. Uh, they 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 currently have several uh, several students who are uh, in need of support as they begin to go to their boarding schools because in Africa education is not free, uh, at least in South Africa, and you must pay. And so these kids are in need of financial support to help go to school. And there are those who will be going, graduating from school and need to go to university and they're needing your support. Uh, so you can help them by making a donation to them today. And it's simply to do so. Just go visit www.goshenintl.org. Uh, that's Goshen International, uh, G-O-S-H-E-N-I-N-T-L.org. Or you can send them, uh, you can mail something to them, uh, Goshen International, P.O. Box 922726 in No Cross, Georgia, or P.O. Box 1105, Plittenberg Bay, 6600 in South Africa. But they are needing your support. Uh, it's a wonderful program, and I have I have supported it 
And I encourage you to do the same thing and map faculty presenting to my church so that they can support it. But if you want to make a uh, uh, make a change in the lives of young people, support Goshen International. Goshen International. Again, it's Goshen International. G o s h e n i t l dot i n t l dot org. Give, and I guarantee you'll be blessed. Good morning, freedom. Hello, adventure. Today is yours. To find your can-do spirit, your will-do strength, to chart new paths and rediscover old ones. Capability has found its versatility. Making all days and all terrains equal. Go ahead. Raise your hands. Lower your foot. Make pursuit of the unexpected unrelenting. Today is yours to go find your power. And where you'll find it is within. This was the Gulf's best tourism season in years. All because so many people wanted to visit us in Louisiana. They came to see us in Florida. Nice try. They came to hang out with us in Alabama. Once folks heard Mississippi had the welcome sign-off, they couldn't wait to get here. This year was great, but next year is going to be even better. And anyone who knows the Gulf knows that winter is prime time fun time. The sun's out. The water's beautiful. You can go deep sea fishing for amberjack, grouper, and mackerel. Our golf courses are open. Our bed and breakfast have special rates. And migrating waterfowl from all over make this a bird watcher's paradise. So if you missed it earlier this year, come on down. If you've already been here, come on back to Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama. The Gulf's America's getaway spot, no matter where you go. So come on down and help make 2012 an even better year for tourism on the Gulf. Brought to you by BP and all of us who call the Gulf home. Again, the chat room is open if you want to make uh, uh, get some comments in on the chat room. The line is open, 347-237-5230. And uh, we're glad that we have people in the chat room. We have people uh, sending emails. We have uh, – hey, it's it's, it's on, on blast. We just thank you. And, and, and listen, again, if you missed this show, you can always catch the archived show uh, every week. Whenever we do it, you can catch it. Just simply go to blogtalkradio.com backslash zero today, and you can listen to archive shows all the way back to 2010. We appreciate your short, uh, your short support. We have crossed the thousand uh, listener mark, over a thousand listeners weekly. We appreciate that. We, we we appreciate it, man. Just don't know how much we appreciate that. So uh, thank you. Uh, getting back to the topic here, we're talking about uh, faithful foolishness, um, and um, we we led off with. Led off with the the uh, Jamie Foxx story, and and, and at, before the break, I was talking about two directly two pastors and saying the pastors need to get on the job, and uh, so I, I I want to try to find in the scripture where it, it it talks about that and the false prophets and and, and the things that and the first thing that came to mind was Jeremiah uh, twenty three, Jeremiah twenty three. What you find is uh, the author uh, God speaking to a prophet and telling him there are there is a need for for pastors um and there's a need for shepherds uh 
because the sheep are scattered and he needs pastors after their own heart. So you, when you get the chance, you can go through there and read that. Uh, Jeremiah 23. Uh, verse. Look at verse 10, though. Uh, it says, The land is full of adulterers because of swearing, and the land mourns. The place, pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up, and their course is evil, and their force is not right. For both, for both prophet and priest are profane. Yes, in my house I have their, I found their wickedness, says the Lord. Wherefore their ways shall be unto them as slippery ways in the darkness. They shall be driven on, they shall fall, and shall fall therein. For I will bring evil upon them. Even the year of their visitation, says the Lord. And I've seen the folly of the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied and caused my people of Israel to error. I've also seen the prophets and the prophets of Jerusalem a horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen the hand, also the hands of evildoers that none doth return from his wickedness. They are all are all of them as the son, as to me as Sodom and inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. Thus says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of gall for the, from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness gone forth in all the land. So that's uh, Jeremiah 23, 10 through, 10 through 15. But, it, you know, that entire chapter deals with that. The entire chapter deals with with the uh, the need for prophets and pastors and shepherds, and, and and when you read it, you can see if you have the sermon, you can see that that that's what's going on. We we're not having we're not having people uh, stand up and proclaim what is needed to be proclaimed. The righteousness that that uh, uh, and when I say righteousness, and when when he talks about you know walking in an adultery, it's not just talking about you know the sexual sin of adultery, but in the context you're talking about a sin of turning away, turning people away from the God of their salvation, and you're having a lot of a lot of that going on. People, preachers, and I can talk about it because I've, I've done. You know, I've got we're getting self-indulged. We we're presenting ourselves as people above fray, people above, um, above, uh, 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 you know, apart from God. We 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 just you know we 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 got too haughty, full of pride, and all of this stuff. We we really messed up too much, and we we started to promote ourselves, promote the the, the things of a man over the things of God, and and like I say, if we had preachers who were not, and there are a lot of preachers who are sincere and sincerely wrong. I can say that because I've been there. I've, I've been one of those preachers. They've been sincere and sincerely wrong in error. And when you have preachers like that, what happens is they don't want to deal with the real issues uh, because they don't want to address the issues. And, and I started this. I, you know, I deal with the sin in myself first. I, I realize I am far from the best uh, human being. There, I, 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 I'm, I'm flawed in more ways than I care to admit. But I do admit that I'm flawed, and I put forth the effort to let my membership know that I'm just as flawed as they are, and they, you know, not to expect too much out of me because when I sin, I don't want them, you know, holding in my face. And not, not when I say I sin, uh, I, let me let me put this one. Uh, we all make mistakes and we all sin, but I'm, I'm talking about when I intentionally, willfully go against God, when I intentionally and willfully do things that causes people to backslide or uh, leave the faith, or have a false sense of security and hope, which is what is going on. And then, then I am, I am uh, not only am I jeopardizing uh, their salvation, uh, I'm jeopardizing uh, the work of Christ on the cross. It's almost like nullifying. It's almost like crucifying him over again. You know, almost like null, uh, just saying what he did on the cross didn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Uh, and I think I think about this. You know. Paul, uh, think, think about when when Paul was in Galatia, and Peter was there, and and Peter was being hypocritical because he was telling the Jews to do one thing, and then he was turning around and doing something other with the Gentiles, and um, and Paul called him out on it. Paul called him a hypocrite, and and this is the only this is the only time in, well, this is only time in Paul's letters where it's reflected 
that he spoke out against such such. Uh, and there are other instances in Scripture, in Acts particularly, where um, it, it was addressed. But in Paul's letter, oh, Paul addressed it in Corinthians regarding um, the acceptance of an immorality and immoral relationship. But uh, Paul called Peter out about his hypocrisy and that he was misleading the people, uh, those those Gentiles. He was misleading them uh, into thinking um, one thing, uh, or the Jews into thinking uh, oh, the the people he was with. He was misleading them and and you know causing them to to do things that they probably shouldn't have to have done, or not do things that they should have been doing. So it's a, it's a great it's it's a thin line but it's a needed line we have to be honest with ourselves about our frailties and we have to be real with ourselves about our achievements and and we have to address the the uh the sin of pride and we have to we have to do so uh with humility because God got what the scripture says God gives grace to the humble but it, you know, he, he doesn't give so to the pride those who aren't willing to subject themselves to the things that he needs them to do, and which is, is going on today. All right. So let, let me get into this last little thing here. Um, so uh, Angus T. Jones is the young cat. He's the young cat on Two and a Half Men. He's been on the show, I think they said, however long the show's been on, eight, nine, ten years, maybe. I don't know. I watched the show regularly i sometimes fall asleep with it uh because it comes on late like you know it's in it's in um syndication here anyway so uh he he has been converted to christianity he has uh now begun to publicly express his faith his newfound faith in christ and and um on youtube uh the other day he he not only professed his made a public confession of his faith but he also uh, talked about his character and talked about the character he plays on the show, and and what has become to say he dissed the show. He's saying you know it's calling you filth. I'm gonna play this play this real quick and play this. And that that's the track that I started. So we're gonna go to uh, track number four with Angus Jones. Listen to what he says about his show and his character. Jake from Two and a Half Men means nothing. He is non-existent character. He's uh, Two and a Half Men. If you watch Two and a Half Men, please stop watching Two and a Half Men. I'm on Two and a Half Men. I don't want to be on it. Please stop watching it. Please stop filling your head with filth. Please. It's it's you know people say it's just entertainment. The the fact that it's entertainment. Do some research on the effects of television and your brain, and I promise you, you'll you'll have a decision you'll have a decision to make when it comes to the television, and especially with what you watch on the television. Uh, it's bad news. It's bad news. So that's coming. I don't know if it means any more coming from me, um, but you might not have heard it otherwise. So uh, just watch out. Watch out, because the a lot of people don't like to think about how deceptive the enemy is. Way more, he's been doing this for a lot longer than any of us have been around. So we can't play around. There's no there's no playing around when it comes to uh, eternity. If we're lukewarm, and if we uh, you know if we're behaving like the Laodiceans, you know, it might cause more, it, it's going to cause a lot more harm because people will see us. And be like, oh, I can, I can be a Christian and be on a show like Two and a Half Men. I, you can't. You cannot be a true God-fearing person and be on a television show like that. All right. Now, now those are some very powerful words from this young man. I think he's like nineteen or twenty. But, but look what he says. One, he says, you gotta be aware how deceptive the enemy is. So he he's, he's in tune. Uh, he's learning about spiritual warfare. He's learning about the uh, you know the god of the world, Christ, uh, not Christ, but uh, uh, Satan, the devil, who is uh, the god of this world, who blinds the eyes of those who do not know Christ to the point that um, well, Paul writes in Second Corinthians four, says if our gospel is hidden, it's hidden to those who he's already blinded. But our gospel needs to be light. 
so that the light will shine and they will see God and come to him through us. And, and then um, I, <laughs> what got me is, you know, I watched this I watched this character on television almost routinely, nightly. It's, it's almost part of my nightly routine. I don't know why. Uh, but to hear him talk about, he said, we can't be like the, the lie of the Seans, you know, the, that church where where they were lukewarm and God said, you know, you either be hot or cold, uh, one or the other, or I'm going to spit you out. Um, and we are in this environment where there are too many lukewarm Christians, and and I can talk because I've been one. Um, there's this there's this pull on us uh, to want to draw the world and be in the world at the same time. When Christ in the scripture says, you know, you know, you're not in the world. You out come out of the world. Come out, you know, be transformed and not conform. And the dilemma, particularly in the gospel black gospel music industry, you know, uh well in the Christian music industry, Christian con- contemporary Christian music industry is it's the same thing, you know, where's the boundary? You know, how how much in the world of the world must we have in us? Because we ain't been saved all alive, and even like myself, you know, I've been preaching uh, the better part of my life, and 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 even in then, you know, uh, I've I've experienced a lot of the world. Um, where where do we draw the line? How how can because uh, you know, and, and I go back to the statement that I made earlier with with uh, the Jamie Foxx statement, you know, part, I a lot of those folk probably went to church earlier that morning. Celebrated Christ, danced and shouted, and heard the preacher and said Amen back to the preacher, or whatever, and then came right in that same, you know, came back in that environment and applauded and celebrated, uh, you know, a celebrity saying, "Giving honor to God and to our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama." You know that that kind of that that kind of senility is. Is 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 what is tearing the church apart uh, because you don't want to be too far away where you cannot present the gospel in a manner that is uh, relative and receivable, receptive to those who are not, you know, who don't know. You want to be able to do that. How do you go about doing that? Well, the same way Christ did. You know, Christ sat among publicans and sinners. He he did that and. While the Pharisees were too holy to do it, too righteous and too religious to do it, he did it. And it changed the hearts of so many people. You think about the woman who was caught in adultery, and he said, well, if you have sin, cast the first stone, and none of them can do it. None of them get he didn't. He said, the accusers are not here anymore, so I can accuse you, or I don't accuse you, so go and don't sin anymore. The key is he realized that his relationship to people mattered more than their condition. And I think we have to we have to approach it that way. Our relationship to people matters more than their condition of sin, because we are all sinners. We are all sinners. Uh, none are righteous, and even at our best, righteousness is filthy rags. But having said that, Paul puts uh, the words really, really constrict. Uh, he puts it in this in this place. Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. So when it's talking about faith and foolishness. You know, when we see these leaders uh, promoting things that we know is absolutely ungodly, you, you know, I, you know, we we we're in the age of the celebrity preacher. We want to be around the right people, you know, have the right connections, and uh, and we've been tolerating sin too long. Uh, we're not, you know, and, and that's partially because we're not. Again, like I said, we don't want to address our own sin until we are confident and powerful enough. Empowered enough to address our own sin as preachers, we will not be afraid or ashamed to address the sins of others. Now, that's not judging people. That's not judging people. Uh, you know, we are not called to judge, but we are called to. Uh, and when we talk about the word "judge" in the Greek, you know, it's "krino." Uh, we're we're called to to address it. You don't. What Paul writes in Galatians. Paul writes in Galatians. If you see a person overtaken in the fault, you who are spiritual, go to the one. And restore them, but take in consideration your own self, lest you fall into that same situation and that same sin. And unfortunately, that's what many of us are, are lacking. We we try to. Well, I can't say. I'm speaking too general. But let me let let, let me put it this way: If we were to approach uh, 
those who are not in the community of faith, those who are not in the household of God, those who are not uh, part of the ecclesia, the called out church, we must be fully aware that just as the foolishness that is presented to them is acceptable to them, it will also attempt to be acceptable to us. Satan, as Paul writes in, in, in 1 Corinthians, uh, Satan can also masquerade as, a, as an angel of light and deceive us. Um, you, you, you think about all the people who who are looking and hoping for for all you know for something. And when they get presented with this kind of false sense of hope, well, it, it does more damage. Uh, like he says, like uh, the actor Angus Jones says, it does more damage. It, it actually does more damage than us uh, standing firm and proclaiming a gospel that addresses sin. Now, that doesn't mean that you go out and just put everybody on blast. No, because you got to have to put yourself on blast. And, and, you know, just like you don't want your business out. You shouldn't have to want to do that for anybody. But you should be loving enough. Go to that person in love. If they receive it, fine. If they don't, then follow Scripture, you know. Um, if it's offensive to them, then you take uh, you take another brother, another witness, you know, you go. And then if they don't receive it, just let it go. Do what uh, Christ said. If you go to a house and the house receives you, put blessings on the house. You know, you bless the house. And go on, go on in and share what you are told to share. But if you go to a place and they don't receive you, then wipe the dust off your feet, go on, and realize that it's out of your hands. The judgment is out of your hands. The, uh, the responsibility of condemnation is out of your hands. And you have to also realize that Paul says uh, you are not condemned. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. But if you're not in Christ, you're an enemy of God. And, you know, I, I, that's a strong word. And we don't like to use it, but if you are a sinner, knowingly, intentionally sinning against God, you are an enemy of God. There is no way that you are in fellowship with Him. That 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 doesn't that that doesn't gel together. It's like oil and water. It does not mix. You cannot uh, you cannot do the same. Do those two. You know you cannot willfully, knowingly sin. And I'm not talking about. Yeah, uh, we we sin against God in our bodies, and we sin against God in thought, word, and deeds. But I'm talking about you making a profession of faith. The author in Hebrews put it this way: It's hard for one for those who have tasted of it. Once they have tasted, if they turn away, it's hard for them to come back. Why? Because they become deceived. They become deceived. They become overwhelmed by the sin. They you know they enjoy the flesh, and they don't want to give it up. Uh, they don't lose their salvation because salvation is an eternal gift. They don't lose their salvation because uh, not so much saved, once saved, always saved, but, you know, God keeps you. But what you lose is rewards. You lose relationship. You may cause others to fall into error and, and, you know, where there may be opportunities to share Christ, they will not receive it because they are seeing, they are seeing that. Um, so, so. Well, how do we how do we do with it? How how do we how do we combat this this glorified ignorance on the part of some people and uh, this this foolishness this foolish faith that some people are having? Oh well, I I don't have an answer to that. I wish I I wish I had an answer to that. The only way I could tell you is one: first, you must be honest and open with yourself and with God. Um, I think about the hymn, the, the hymn that's probably sang in more, more churches than anything uh, other than Amazing Grace. I think about what a friend we have in Jesus, and one of the, one of the stanzas, the first stanza, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything, everything to God in prayer. And when you get that type of openness and that type of connection, then you you really are empowered. To be, to uh, to be free. I use Paul. Paul was not a perfect man, and you know we've we in some in some circles they put Paul up with Christ. You know, no Paul was probably more flawed than well was definitely more flawed than Christ. Uh, but Paul had issues, and he struggled with those issues, and he wrote about them in his in his letters. He was he had some transparency in in his letters regarding how he felt about some things. Uh, 
and he was saying he made it clear he said i don't know if it's coming from me or uh from god but i'm i'm writing it just to let you know and and, and that 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 transparency will help quite a bit um the other thing is we we are in need of discernment and going back to the writings with pastor uh williams discernment is is, is more than just being able to tell when somebody's preaching good or when somebody is interpreting a scripture correctly. That that's that's all good and fine. But uh the author in first John uh four writes that you should be able to try the spirit and see if they are God. And any any God fearing, Christ believing individual in that auditorium when Jamie Fox made those remarks should have walked out right then. They should have complained. They should be complaining. They should be writing letters. They should be. They should be hitting up his Twitter. They should be. I mean, they should be doing all of that to to say, brother, you're in error. We love you. We respect you. Your your craft. We respect what you're doing, but you are in error, and you need to you need to repent of those words and sit your tail down. You know. You know, and, and because the deception happened when he said, "Our Lord and Savior." Everybody's expecting them to say Jesus Christ, but when you say Barack Obama and the people applaud, you know, part of me wants to say, what in the world were y'all thinking? He didn't say Jesus Christ. And I know it was the church service, but still, if you're going to say first giving honor to God, then you're inviting the people into a, a, a mindset of reverencing the creator. And when you rever- when you when you impose an individual over the creator, then man, you out of order. Plain and simple. So we need to address that. Uh, and, and and mind you, God, you know, God is not petty. We're the petty ones. God is not petty. Not so much concerned about um, about whether we argue him correctly or not. He he he's completely. In tune with himself, he can make his corrections known to men. He does it because he, as the author in Hebrews write, he has made himself known in various ways and forms uh, throughout history. And then at the coming of Christ, which, by the way, this is Advent season. This is uh, the first week of Advent, the coming of Christ, the birth of Christ. He made himself known. Um, And, you know, this month we're going to be celebrating, you know, Christmas and the birth of Jesus and all that, that stuff. We need to address this foolishness that is just going out about the church. And I know people don't like to think of it that way. I, I know people want to just say, well, in the context, you, these people weren't saved, and and you know, Jamie Foxx may be may not be saved. No, that that doesn't argue. You know, that doesn't fly. That doesn't fly. We cannot justify. Cannot justify it at all. We have to be. Uh, we 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 have to be adamant about it because it will continue, and then it's going to spread to the church because these church folk are the ones support these guys, and you know they're going to go back and and you know it's going to be regurgitated, and you're going to hear pastors saying it, and they're going to be saying it jokingly to make it seem like they're just you know reflecting you know just you know playing it off like Jamie Foxx. No, no, when we do things like that, ourselves in positions. Where where we are, what what the enemy can just just rample over us, trample over us, and we lose. So, but look, I I ramped all that. Y'all share what you want, share your thoughts and uh, on it. I I, I got to wrap up the show here. I I enjoyed it, man. I, I tell you, it, 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 time flies when you're having fun. Um, so let me know what you want. Hit hit us up on uh, on. The Zero Network on the Facebook page hit us up, um, and we, we, you know we got a lot of stuff that we want to be covering in the near future. Again, uh, Goshen International dot org is the place if you want to go and make a donation to a wonderful cause. This season is the season of giving, and what better way to give than to help someone's education in South Africa? Do that; it'd be greatly appreciated. But until next week, we're, we're going to come back here and we're going to share what God has for us and whatever he lays on our hearts to do, we're going to do it. And we want you to be blessed because we're blessed and all is good. Amen and amen again. Until then, we're out. This is Pastor Lorenzo Neal. God bless you. <laughs>